Hello and welcome back to Strategic Investor Radio. Again, we're broadcasting from the Global Capital Network's West Coast Wall Street Awards Banquet here in Newport Beach, California. And we have with us a longtime Newport Beach man, Doug Pennington, founder of Archangels Investors, talking about looking at investments from an investor standpoint. So, Doug, uh, welcome to the conference and welcome to the show. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate being here. So, Doug, uh, you founded Archangels a few years ago, and you guys are kind of a, a group of uh, wealthy individuals and some family offices, and you get together and evaluate investments. Kind of, How did the group start? <laughs> That's a great story, Charlie. Thank you for asking. It actually, uh, two fellows came to me that ran, in fact, were family offices. I didn't even know what a family office was at that time. And they said, Doug, we're really tired of hanging out with ordinary millionaires. You know, could you create a group like, you know, for guys like us? And I kind of smiled a little and said, guys, I think I'm one of those ordinary millionaires. Uh, and we got together and invited a couple of friends together. And uh, really just to talk and to share experiences and needs and started focusing on looking at companies. In fact, it took us two years before we looked at our first company. Very interesting. So it sounds like it's kind of a, uh, a vestige kind of format uh, for uh, wealthy individuals and family offices to look at uh, kind of startup and early stage development investments. Is that it? Uh, you're exactly right. We actually look maybe more at later stages. Uh, we started at early stage companies, but the failure rate was so high in startups. Uh, Angel Capital Association says it's 92% in the first three years. Uh, we wanted to kind of de-risk the deals by looking at companies that are in revenue and making money. So in, in uh, looking at companies, just not from your standpoint, but with 47 members, uh, you guys meet, uh, you know, periodically, I'm sure, and look at various investments. And so from your standpoint and from the standpoint of the questions asked by others in attendance, what do you guys, you folks, see as the most important elements to look at in evaluating uh, whether you're going to invest on a private equity basis in uh, a company? You know, there's really three criteria. We really, everybody always say the management team, but for us, that's actually secondary. It's the deal structure itself. Okay, we have looked at a lot of wonderful solutions. In fact, Harvard Business School took a, uh, did a study of what angel investors looked at. Number one was the deal. Number two, the management team. Number three, the market. The very last thing that they said angels looked at, the solution. And yet the last thing is what every company wants to talk to us about, okay? And we don't much care. We want to see the deal structure, if it makes sense, if the valuation makes sense. I've had plenty of situations where guys are saying we're doing a half a million a year, but we think we're valuation, our valuation is 140 million. And we're like, what? How'd you get up that number? <laughs> so, again, the deal structure itself, the management team, do they know what they're doing? Do we have faith in those guys that we feel they can move the ball across the goal line? And then finally, is there really a market for this product? Well, that is very interesting because we hear so often, just like you mentioned, that the most important thing is the people, but the deal structure. So on the deal structure uh, itself, is it too often that it's unreal, that you reject because it's unrealistic or it's not fair for you? Why typically is it rejected? Actually, it, you just said it. It's unrealistic. Uh, the example I just gave, doing a half million in sales, if we think we're worth 100 million. I just saw one yesterday. 
100,000 in sales and the valuation was 100 million. It, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. I had to send him a rejection note, like this is why we're not gonna talk to you. Um, people need to get a little more realistic in the numbers, okay? I, it, we've all survived through the dot-com era, okay? And we saw a lot of that silliness back then, you know, high valuations. It's getting better. People are getting more realistic about the value of their companies. There's better ways of determining those numbers, more tools in the marketplace. And honestly, people like you and myself, they'll just look at somebody square in the eye and say, your numbers are off. You gotta bring them down. Yeah. So. So, so how does one in an industry where the failure rate is so high, how do you measure success? In, in your private equity investments? Yeah, that's easy, exits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Everybody talks about de-risking a deal. You can't really de-risk a deal. Our approach has been to start looking at companies that are in revenue, they're making cap, you know, their products are out there, people are buying them, there appears to be a market for it, maybe the IP's in place, sometimes it isn't. We can help them on that. Uh, sometimes you gotta tweak the management team a little bit, we can help them on that. We're not passive investors. Our guys get involved in the companies. Everybody in the room has built a company. Okay, so we're not just sitting on the sidelines. We like to get our hands dirty. And that's important, I believe, in building a successful company to a successful exit. So, so Doug, what differences do you find today in companies who are pitching you folks in comparison to when you started? Oh, gosh. <laughs> First of all, everybody back when we first started 10 years ago, it was that classic, you know, we talk for 10 minutes and then there's 10 minutes of, you know, questions and answers. That model so 1950s, and I believe it's dead. It, it, why do I say that? Because over the last two years or three years, we've seen a decline in the number of startups being funded by angel groups. It keeps going downward. Our model is real simple. Companies come in the room, they get to talk for at least an hour, it's a conversation, I like to say, that's guided by a presentation deck. So our members can ask the question whenever they think about it, it pops up. And it actually helps the company because quite often, 10 minutes isn't enough time to tell a full story. And you may forget something. And our guys in the questions will bring those out. And so they get a better understanding of the opportunity that's being presented to them. I know time and again, the companies have said they love being in a room like that because they feel like they have the opportunity to really tell the full story. Now sometimes, as you alluded, it goes too long. You know, we like to know if I throw a light switch, the lights come on. I don't need to know about how to build a power plant. I don't need to know about ohms and watts. I just want to know, I throw a switch, lights come on. I get it, yeah. okay? And when they want to tell us too much information, you start losing us. So Doug, uh, a final question here, you're, uh your, your, your format is, is unique, uh, very, very uh, different here in the industry. Uh, why would you recommend that others kind of follow this format? What have you found to be real beneficial in doing this? Well, honestly, the, from the company's standpoint, they get a chance to fully tell their story. Okay? That's the important side. Most of the times they don't, so you end up in a prolonged period of due diligence try and gather all the information so you can come back to the guys and say, here's all the stuff we didn't hear. Um, what I like the most about this is the investors themselves feel like they get the full story, and that leads to more active check writing. Our success rate in our room 
is so high that I'm, uh, I, I'm, in sh I'm a little gun shy to even tell people, <laughs> okay? Because they're not gonna believe us. But when you're talking two out of 100 companies gets a check from most angel groups, that's pretty terrible. Uh, I will quote that last year we looked at eight companies and of the eight, six got checks. So we fine tune, you know, we have that balancing act I've talked about. You want good people in the room, you gotta have good companies. And we filter pretty well. So Doug, uh, do you wanna provide a website or uh, do you guys like to remain incognito as so many office, family <laughs> offices do? Getting a business card from a family <laughs> office person, yeah, you, you gotta offer to send them on vacation somewhere, you know? I know you're alluding to the fact we just got a website. You know, we're still working on the secret handshake right now. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's archangelinvestors.com. And uh, take a look at it, reach out, love to look at opportunities. Again, make sure you're in revenue and you're making money. We're more about growth capital. Okay. Oh, and the range is anywhere from five to about 10 million. Okay. Doug, thank you very much for taking a few minutes out uh, from the conference to come join us. And our best wishes for the continued success of you and Archangels Investors and all that you guys do here. Yeah. Charlie, thank you so much. Had a great time. Again, we're, we're, we've been talking with Doug Pennington, founder of Archangels Investors, a group of uh, family offices and uh, wealthy investors. And again, this is Strategic Investor Radio at the Global Capital Network's West Coast Wall Street Awards Banquet here in Newport Beach. On behalf of Strategic Investor Radio, we'll be right back.